Got an issue you just can't fix? On the fence about what direction you should take? Been wrestling with a situation that's out of control? Let's take it out of the too, too hard, hard basket. basket. Let's pull one of your social dilemmas out of the too hard basket and give it an airing. Comedians James Colley and Irvi Majumdar are your basketeers on board. Hi, team. Hi, how are you? Uh- Hello. Hi. So, Irvi, James, this dilemma is something I think all adults in the modern age really struggle with, and that is making time for family among all our other busy life commitments. And it's about negotiating that relationship when you're an adult with your parents as well. James, how close are you with your parents? Personal question off the top. I'm sure you're comfortable <laughs> yeah, just saying straight that. into it. Yeah. Uh, do you know, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get on pretty well. Uh, <laughs> I, I am uh, emotionally close to my parents. I'm physically quite distant from my parents. They live about a two and a half hour drive away from me. Okay, well, you are perfectly cast for today's dilemma. Irvi, what about you? Yes, I'm, I'm very close to my parents. Um, I We moved here from India when I was six, so um, I guess there's like a diaspora lens to that as well but I was explaining it like everybody loves Raymond um they are always around we're always on whatsapp um for better or worse yeah we're pretty close okay so you do maintain a lot of digital contact as well as in person okay so let's get to this dilemma sent in by Jane and she's got a big question she writes is there a magic number when it comes to how often you should visit your folks it's a two-hour drive to see my family who are becoming elderly, so it's up to me to make the trip. I've got small children, and between work, sports, social events, and seeing my in-laws, it can easily blow out to once a month between visits. I'm aware that my parents are getting older and my time with them is limited, which riddles me with guilt. My parents don't ask me to visit more, but when I leave, they tell me how much they miss me and that FaceTime with toddlers is a lot of the back of the head and wriggling. I'm not sure it fills their cup. There isn't a rule book for these things, and so I'd like to gauge from Life Matters listeners if there is a magic number I should be shooting for. I feel like so many people listening can relate to this dilemma. James, I know that you're also a dad. You've mentioned your parents live far away. How much can you relate to this dilemma? Oh, this is a constant dilemma in our lives that um, you are trying to find time. Like we are right now trying to organize time that we're all going to meet up for my sister's birthday. And I think it's the constant battle you have, as you as you say, with everything pulling you in every different direction. And also that these often fall into what traditionally would be the one very small patch of rest you might be able to get for yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I feel like you're constantly in that form of negotiation. And I also feel like there's there's something very similar with um, saying that your parents don't uh, ask for more time, but they do talk about how much they miss you, which I think yes. is something that you're never going to, like, you could be there every hour of the day and then decide <laughs> to finally leave after four months and I'll talk about how much they miss yeah. you. Yeah. Like, that's just being a parent is missing your kids. That just happens. But I, I completely relate to this question asker. That's a tricky one. So, Irvi, how about you? You said you are on the apps with your family and your parents, like, <laughs> but how often do you see them face to face? Yeah, quite. so it's been an interesting one. So um, I moved out, of, I deliberately got a job on the other side of the city as soon as I could when I grew up. Because <laughs> in my family, it's like you don't move out. Um, but I did. And I used to see my parents once a week and it kind of felt like a chore. Um, but my dad's actually been a bit sick the last year. So I've seen, luckily, we've, we actually live quite close together. So I see them a lot. But I think in terms of that, I feel like there'll be different phases in your life. Like maybe when the kids are small, it is quite hard to get there more often. Um, But yeah, different phases of your life where you will see them more and less as well. And so, James, what's jumping out at you in this dilemma? Well, I think that 
uh, it's so easy when we get into this stage, and particularly with little kids, that um, you start to try and quantify these moments. You try and say, what is the magic number? And particularly because like, when you don't get to see your parents for three weeks, for six weeks, somewhere in that kind of window, when you're an adult, that's fine. Like you, you remember who each other are. You, you've got this down pat by now. <laughs> but when you have a small child, those leaps can happen very quickly, and it puts a lot more pressure on there. Like we had a gap of maybe a month between seeing my family, but in that month, my daughter started walking. Mm. And when someone shows up at your house, and previously they weren't walking, <laughs> and now they are, it really feels like you've missed something important. Yeah, yeah and you also want to make sure that connection between the grandparent and the young child is there, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Irvi, I'm curious what jumps out at you in this dilemma as well. I mean, uh, Jane identified guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guilt and shame are pretty, um, pretty big parts of it. I think the guilt, I think being um, a kid and a parent, it's just like, I think guilt is just a part of life always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for me, as I've been getting older, I've been reflecting more on how hard it would have been for my parents to leave their parents. And, you know, it's not even just like months you're talking about years, years where you don't yeah. see your grandparents. There's that whole other dimension of when yeah. you are from a diaspora yes. community that you can't even hop in the car. Yeah, Two see. and a half hours drive, actually, you know, have some perspective. <laughs> yeah. Not so that. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, I think really any I really valued and cherished the memories that I have of any memories with my grandparents, and yeah. I don't think you need it to be every day to have like a really good mm-hmm. uh, childhood with them. Hey James, you identified this a little bit, and it's something that I noted in Jane's uh, letter as well. Uh, that line that Jane's parents don't ask her for more visits, but they make comments about FaceTime with small kids being challenging. I mean, that's a kind of a classic indirectness, right? To leave Jane to read between the lines. It makes things just a little bit more difficult because we're expected to be mind readers. How do we manage that, James? What do you think about that particular (laughs) detail? Well, I think firstly that you're right. This is Parenting 101, that there's a real, like, if if there's one thing parents love, it's to insist that they don't want to be a burden while yes. also just putting a hand grenade on the coffee table. <laughs> yeah. they, they love to do that I don't, setup. but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I think with this, though, uh, we, we've had similar, like, because you're right, it's hard to put kids on FaceTime and things. And I understand when you are separate. I think, um, Irby's like, the digital answer is a really interesting one that we've mm. been trying to incorporate with our family because... It gives you those moments of you're look. You're always already taking pictures and videos of your kid all the time. When mm. you just share these things more regularly, they at least get to feel like they're part of the game. Yeah, like you know, they get to sit and witness a little bit more. Where when you only have those moments of direct contact, like I don't think it can ever take the place of a personal visit or like even FaceTime is better than these. But just having these moments where they get to see your kid just interact with the world a bit, I think mm-hmm. that's mm. it's the incidental moments you miss like it's not just the you know you're here for Christmas and stuff that's all very important but it's those moments of like here's just here's the funny words she says when she's asking for water or (laughs) here's her wandering around the lounge room those are the bits that you want to see as someone who loves your grandchild so I can I can uh, understand like how how the the FaceTimes and the things that are like direct contact feel more important but 
part of that is like it's all part of a rich mix where you can add in, you know, we send videos of, you know, our two-year-old dropping a swear word that she didn't learn from dad, <laughs> um, but sharing that with the family and those little moments about growing up that everyone goes through, but it's nice to be able to share those moments. Why is it so adorable to see a small child swear? I, I don't know. Um, it's You're right, James. Like a big old photo dump can go a long mm. way. Irvi, I want to know what you think about this kind of like, no, 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 uh, I don't want to be a burden. But also, uh, this is a challenge. I mean, is that passive aggressiveness or is it, what is it? That's so hard to navigate. That's that extra layer on top of the guilt. That's what it's triggers the guilt, right? So much. And that's like such a tone. Like my parents, if that is guilt, then my parents are like extremists with that. Um, I think I think some parents, I think they mean well, but it's just like, you know, they're also grappling with um, maybe aging and not really knowing how to deal with being um, a grandparent that's far away as well. Um, but I think I try and I really feel like siblings are a really good, like I'm really close mm. to my sister and when my parents guilt trip me, I can just call her and we can <laughs> talk about how crazy they are. So um, I don't know if that's some help. <laughs> so let's talk about some possible solutions for Jane. I mean, mm. I think Jane really wants us to help her out by just kind of serving up a number. And if she just does Mm. that, everything will be okay. But I'm also worried that Jane lives a full life and that's just going to add more to the stress and the pressure. So let's just first get your takes on this idea of a magic number. Irvi, what do you think? Does that exist? I don't actually think it does. I feel like um, I think it just changes in different phases. And like I said, um, my dad's been ill for the last year and I feel like I've seen him a lot more. So when when they're needed, um, when you're needed, I know you'll be there. So it's kind of like, you know, it'll change in different parts of your life. And I don't think we need to beat ourselves up if we're not there in some parts as well. James, as someone who is in a very similar situation, living two and a half hours away from your parents, where do you land in, on, in, in your personal life about a, a, a number and then maybe talk a little bit about Jane's query about seeking that magic number. Uh, so it's nine. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, setting that bar very high for Jane. <laughs> Poor no, Jane. It, what what have we have found very helpful for this is um, not so much trying to like it's it's the classic quant, uh, quality and quantity argument, mm-hmm. but it's not so much trying to expand the quantity, particularly when it's a long trip like this. What we try and do is squeeze a couple more hours either side. And like even that, it feels very small. But when you like the other factor of this is when you have a long trip, your kids show up and they're tired or they're grumpy and, you know, you need extra time built in just to just so they get actual nice time with your family. And so I think I think we've done a bit of like when possible, try and stay in the area so you can be over there, you know, the night before or first thing the next morning and like, you know, just extend these trips. But even just adding a little bit of, do you know what? We're not coming down for lunch. We're coming down for 9.30 a.m. and we're staying through lunch and into the afternoon. A relentlessly long visit <laughs> Make them is sick the solution. Of you. Like, <laughs> make them kick you out the door. Yeah. That's what like, you're looking oh, for well, here. Look at the time. Anybody want a tea or coffee? <laughs> I think also like doing something that's um, like something different like uh, when one time when I saw my parents recently we went to the Canberra Floriad which was really cool mm. um, it just like creates those memories that are like a bit longer lasting as well that's yeah. a beautiful idea that's, yeah. it's a beautiful you know visually and also a lovely <laughs> yeah. experience good photos <laughs> yeah exactly so um, 
Nine times a month for Jane is where, <laughs> <laughs> where we've landed. Look, the, the other prong of this, I think, that a lot of people texting in on the Facebook page are pointing out and that Jane alludes to as well is that time is limited mm. when our parents are older. We're thinking about mortality. We're thinking about time. And that's, you know, all laughs aside, that's very serious. We all mm-hmm. grapple with that. And I think that I'm sure that feeds into the guilt. Yeah. I wonder, you know, we all have these feelings, but I wonder if you've got a, a few words of encouragement to Jane, who seems like she's doing her best. That she she should kind of be go easy on herself, or kind of share your insights into into that view as well, Irvi. Mm, I feel like um, I think yeah, I think when you look back, I think hindsight's obviously always clearer than in the moment. And when I look back, my parents like well, I saw my grandparents once every two years, if that, and I still felt really close to them, and I still felt like you know I had a really good childhood with them. So I think as long as you're putting in the effort, when you look back, you're going to see that closeness anyway. James, I'm going to give you 15 seconds for your final <laughs> advice for Jane. Uh, we're all dying, so suck it up. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, James Colley, thank you. We'll end it there. It's true. <laughs> I want to thank you both so much for joining in on this dilemma. Comedians James Colley and Irvi Majumdar, thank you so much. If you've got a problem burning up your too hard basket, let us help. Send it to us. Life matters at abc.net.au. We will do our best to solve it for you or at least cheer you up. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.